I had been through so many things as far as sexual abuse had been happening to me, you know, from uh, maybe seven, eight years old on, you know, on and off up until my teenage years. So that made me self-conscious. It made me ashamed. It made me afraid. You know what I mean? So my, my, my confidence level was, it was just so low, but no one ever knew it because I was always like this happy-go-lucky, you would never know anything was wrong type of person. Welcome to another episode of the Ageless Conversations podcast. I'm Tamika from TamikaMcTeer.com. If you are new to the podcast, here's what you need to know. We are a community that believes that there is no age that defines the life of every woman. So every week you'll hear a conversation that I know will inspire you to change your mindset, gain confidence, and live a lifestyle thriving, not determined by age. Joining us today on the podcast, we have Angela Mitchell, also known as Coach Angie. She's an innovative, dynamic, driven, and gifted individual with a sharp mind. She has natural ability to connect with others and a passion and fire for excellence. She is a best-selling author, speaker, coach, and result-oriented digital marketer and content creator. Angela is a graduate of Bryan and Stratton College, where she received her bachelor's of science degree in healthcare administration. Over the last five years, she has provided innovative and transformative business strategies and marketing solutions for several brands, including her own and various industries, improving their profitability. She's the executive director in sales and marketing for Victoria Shoe Press and has an extensive background in email marketing, content creation, social media marketing, copywriting, digital marketing, brand development, and more. And she is passionate about helping companies position themselves for long-term sustainability growth while creating an unmatched customer service experience. Angela is also the founder and CEO of Back to Her, where she teaches and supports women entrepreneurs and service-based businesses, owners to eliminate mindset barriers, identify their expertise, and create profitable brands. She does this through personal and professional development programs that empower them to be their highest and most truthful expressions of themselves. Angie, welcome to the Asia's Conversations podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. And thank you for your flexibility. What you guys don't know is Angela and I were scheduled to record probably over a month ago at this point, but I had something come up and I had to cancel last minute and she was very flexible and was just like, okay, no problem. So thank you for circling back around and being here today. (laughs) I appreciate you asking me to be here. So you're welcome. Of course. Um, and so when you think about where you are, Angela, and thinking about the close of 2022 coming, what do you feel like has been your greatest accomplishment this year? Oh, goodness. It's been so many. But you know what? The one I'm really, really proud of is becoming the director of sales and marketing for Victoria Shoe Press. I'm really, I think that's one of the greatest ones because I've been doing the marketing part, but never thought about, you know, transitioning to that. So I think that was one of the best parts for that's awesome. And how did that opportunity even come up for you? You said you have been doing it for a while. Yeah, well, I have been doing the marketing piece for a while. I've been with Victoria Shoe Press kind of behind the scenes for like a year. Matter of fact, last September, yep, last September, right around my birthday, September 1st, and I was Joan's assistant. So I started as her assistant or whatever, but I was still doing all the marketing stuff. So all the stuff you see, you know, the posts and the content and all of that, I was doing that anyway. And I just kind of, well, I skipped that. I went to editor. I was the editor for about two months. And then we just, she just was like, you know what? You already doing marketing. You already doing sales. Let's go. So I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. And that's awesome. And as you wind down the year of 2022, um, 
what are you feeling most empowered about as you prepare to go into 2023? Oh, man. Sheesh. I got so much stuff going on. And on the empowered part, like my confidence has grown. So I feel, you know what I mean? I just feel great about myself. And I got classes coming up that I'm teaching. Just a lot of things that I've been doing that I've always wanted to do. So I just, you know what I mean? I just feel empowered behind all of it. Yeah. Because it's such a, it's just such a, it's been such an experience, really an amazing ride. So all of it. (laughs) Yeah. And you talk about a confidence growth. Where would you describe yourself or take us back a little bit? And I also should tell the listeners, if you had an opportunity to read the anthology, the book that I was a part of earlier this year, then you may have had the opportunity to read Angela's story. But if not, maybe something will be said today or done that uh, will inspire you to want to get to know her a little bit more and you'll dive um, further into her chapter. But if you could, Angela, I'd love to just talk a little bit about how you remember little girl Angela or teenage girl Angela as it relates to who she has become today? Oh, little girl Angela and teenage girl Angela. Like little girl Angela was cool, you know, because when you're younger, you're fearless. You know what I mean? When you're a little girl, you're fearless. But as I got older in my teenage years, I was so very unsure of myself. Believe it or not, anybody that knows me (laughs) is going to think I'm lying. But I was picked on. (laughs) Relentlessly, I was picked on. I was a fighter. I was always fighting. Well, I'm not going to say always fighting. I was never the starter, but I would definitely finish it, you know. And it was just rough. As a teenager, it was really rough because I was so unsure of myself. And I had been through so many things as far as sexual abuse had been happening to me, you know, from uh, maybe seven, eight years old on, you know, on and off up until my teenage years. So that made me self-conscious. It made me ashamed. It made me afraid. You know what I mean? So my, my, my confidence level was, it was just so low, but no one ever knew it because I was always like this happy go lucky. You would never know anything was wrong type of person. But then to transition. And when I'm thinking I would just turn 50 in September and man, (laughs) just to think like where I came and where I'm at, it's just so amazing. It's amazing. It's been an amazing ride. And as far as even back just a couple of years ago, my, my confidence was just, it was kind of nowhere because I was really deep into anxiety and depression. And when you're feeling like that, you don't feel, you know, good about yourself. And so even from that point, starting in 2019 until now, man, I'm, I'm on top of the world. <laughs> I'm on top of the world. And it's just about recognizing who you are, recognizing who I am. You know what I mean? And really remembering it. And man, just twist, switching my faith and getting back into my faith and trusting God and just being obedient. And you can't help but be confident after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've said a lot that I want to go back and um, try to unpack for our listeners, for the person that maybe may have had a similar situation to you. So you started out by saying that you spent like early, your younger days, you know, experiencing molestation and things mm-hmm. like that. And then you went on into your teenage years. Had you ever spoken to anyone about it or was this something that you just pretty much kept a silence and just kept try to keep moving on about it. Now, I never even said anything about it until the first anthology. Until the first image in the mirror one, that was the first time anyone, aside from like my oldest cousin, had really heard about the extent, you know what I mean, of, of the abuse that I had suffered. So yeah, that was the first time. Never said anything about it. And my mother was like, 
what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how come you didn't say anything? Different people were saying that. And I always find that to be a crazy question. You know what I mean? Why do you think someone doesn't say something? Yeah. You know, because you're afraid. You're ashamed. At least I was. You know what I mean? And, and did you have fear around telling your mother because of you thought, was just thinking, like, what would she say? And that's exactly what it was. I don't know. As, like I said, it was just, I was just fearful. We didn't really have a little bit a little bit more. I was raised by not not by my biological mother, but by her sister. And so we didn't really have like the mother daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That you would think and still don't to this day. It's very hard for me to connect. You know what I mean? In that aspect. So since I didn't really feel that connection, I didn't feel safe enough to say so. Not that she would hurt me, you know what I mean? Or anything like that. I just didn't feel confident in myself and in what her reaction would be. Yeah. And then you talked about experiencing just up until recently of 2019, the anxiety and depression and things like that. Was that your first time being able to put a name to what you were experiencing or were you able to identify it previously, but still was kind of paralyzed in the situation and not able to move forward? It was the first time I really was able to identify it. Not only anxiety and depression, but I also have bipolar two disorder. And so I never understood like all of these the manic episodes and the really highs and really lows and my mind being all over the place. And, you know, people think of bipolar disorder as like you're, you either are, you know, these outbursts. They think of people as having outbursts and all of that when it really is more so you may be high and feeling on top of the world you know, one minute or for a couple of weeks or whatever. And you think, and I would start all types of projects and do all kinds of stuff. And then there's the low part, you know what I mean? And so there were times where I was so low, I didn't know, you know, I didn't even want to get up. I wouldn't get up. Or if I was up, no one really knew. I was just kind of going through the motions, you know what I mean? And so I really didn't prior to that time know what it was. And Mm -hmm. obviously it's something that I've always dealt with, but I've never really had a name. You know what I mean to put with it. What what did you experience that made you finally, I guess, reach out to a doctor to finally get the proper diagnosis to say that, that is what you were experiencing? Oh goodness, I w- I really had just kind of broke. You know what I mean? It's something just kind of broke, and I'm not a crier. I'm a person that kind of keeps everything to myself. But at this time, I just like broke down and just was praying to God because I I just I didn't feel like myself. You know what I mean? And I was in such a volatile, I was in a, not necessarily volatile, but a stale, you know, toxic kind of relationship, really. I had, I was out of work because I hurt my back. It just, everything was, it just culminated and I just kind of broke. And at that point, I didn't, you know, I'm not going to say I was going to kill myself, but I really didn't care if I lived or not. And so that's not, you know, that wasn't me. And I said, you know what? I got to get my ass up and go see what's going on. I have to, you know, that's my life. (laughs) But I I had to because I felt like I would die there. And it doesn't mean a physical death. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I really felt like I would die in that place. And it was just darkness. And I didn't want to be there. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be there no more. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've made a big shift and I love it because you've made a big shift. And I feel like it really, really speaks to what this podcast is. Ageless conversations. It's never too late. And you experienced so much early on in your life, but here in your late 40s, soon to be 50 years old, 
you're making a shift and now it's bringing you pure joy. But it's also across the pillars that I like to focus on here, which is fitness, faith, family and finances. And Mm -hmm. so I know, obviously, we'll we'll probably dive into each each of these because I've been able to see I'm just watching from the sidelines, seeing you in the in the in the short amount of time that I have gotten a chance to know you. So one of the things that you talk about is getting back to her. And mm-hmm. so before we talk about, you know, what you do to support other women, I love for it to, for it to kick this kind con- this part of the conversation off talking about how you've gotten back to her, meaning her as an Angela, the one that, um, you are now the one that people get to experience today as it relates to your fitness. I know that you got, went on a journey and you lost mm-hmm. some weight. So talk to us about that. Yeah. Man, first of all, I my sister, I have gone to my sister's birthday party, not paying any attention. I'm thinking, girl, I'm just honey. I'm <laughs> you know, thinking I'm looking good. Girl, she put some pictures up. I said, who is that? <laughs> my goodness. I gained so much weight. And, you know, you I got self-conscious and I was already on this great journey. You know what I mean? I was already on this journey back to her, back to Angie, back to, you know, the person I was, the person before life's nonsense got all over. You know what I mean? And so that was a part of it. That was a part of it. You can't, you know, shift your mind. You can't shift your spirit and your faith and then leave your body behind because that's all you got. You know what I mean? That's all I had. So on top of that, you know, I had high blood pressure and pre-diabetic and all that. I'm like, no, you know, enough is enough with that. And so I just decided before then I had, oh goodness, and I'm still not proud of this, but I used to smoke cigarettes and I stopped cold turkey. So that was like the first part. I just completely stopped. Like I'm sick about, you know, smoking cigarettes. And then from that point, then I could breathe. I could work out. You know what I mean? I was more mindful of what I'm eating and putting in my body. It was just a part of the total transformation. You know what I mean? It was just a part of that. And getting back to her and back to Angie was I had to do it physically as well, you know, just to feel better about myself. And mm-hmm. even though my confidence has shot up, you know, I'm like, wait, I'm all in front of these cameras and I'm on live all over the place. And my chin was doubly and <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just, you know, I just wanted to feel even better about myself, you know, yeah. what I mean? than I already feel. So let the, let the people know how much you lost though. Don't keep eating oh, around the bush um, on it. 53 pounds, <laughs> 53 pounds so far. I started with, I went on Herbalife. I started with Herbalife and then I just started working out and I started liking it. At first, you know, people kind of shy away, at least I did, from, from fitness and working out because I'm like, you know, I'm a hurt. It's going to be hurting or I'm going to be too tired. It's going to be uncomfortable, but you got to get uncomfortable to get where you want to go. And so that's exactly what it was. And I just started loving it. I started working out and Girl, you can't tell me nothing now. I can lift a couple weights. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I just feel so, and that's another part of feeling better about myself. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so you talked about earlier getting back to your faith and, and rebuilding that. What has that looked like for you? Oh, goodness. Oh, it's, it's now that part is the best part. That's the best part. Just getting back to getting into the Bible. And I'm not, when I say getting into the Bible, I like do the scripture every day. I'm not, I don't go reading the whole thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? But just reconnecting with God, period. You know what I mean? Listening, becoming obedient. Cause you, you know, I would always hear and, and God whispers and talks to you all the time. You know what I mean? And I just wasn't paying attention. You know, I would be praying and praying and praying 
not even paying attention to the fact that God was answering my prayers and keeping me all along. Mm. You know, and when I really became self-aware and when I really started to, and it really started when I connected with Joan mm-hmm. back in 2020. I mean, she did her Jesus, the Joan and Journal. And I was starting, you know, a little bit, a couple months before then really getting into that journey. When she got us to journaling and we were doing this devotional, this 31 day devotional, I, it just like the floodgates opened up for me. Man, it just, and that's just what it was, man. It's just like the floodgates opened up and I just became obedient and started doing what I know doggone well I was here to do. You started being a doer of the word, not just a A hearer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And started putting some action, you know, to the words, you know, uh, instead of talking about it, I was being about it, basically. That's awesome. And what has that looked like from a a family dynamic for you? You've made so many shifts and one, I, I can only believe that it's made some type of a positive impact on your family and those that are in relationship that's close to you? What has that looked like? Oh, absolutely. My, the, the best part and one of the, the things I'm most proud of, my oldest son, my son is 32 years old, and we've had a very volatile relationship. You know mm. what I mean? Over the years, he's been in and out of jail. And, you know, it was just a lot. And he began to tell me different things because I wouldn't listen before. You know, like I didn't do that. I wasn't that type of mother, you know, that type of thing. Um, But I also didn't realize that back then I was living with bipolar disorder and anxiety and depression and stuff like that. So I didn't realize how he was experiencing me, Mm. you know, until he really told me and we reconnected. I apologized to him. I listened to him. You know what I mean? And it has strengthened that. You know what I mean? It strengthened our relationship. That was like a thorn in my side for years. Who wants to have a volatile relationship with their kid? You know what I yeah. mean? And yeah, it definitely, that that part of it has definitely helped. It, it's helped. And he, it's even helped him. You know what I mean? He is is getting, I'm not going to say he's getting into the word, but I will say I see a significant change in him. In his attitude and his actions and different stuff, in his treatment of me and mine of him. So, yeah. That's awesome. And then, lastly, when we think about our financial situation, and so earlier I heard you mention that, you know, you were unemployed, but I also heard you talk about levels of promotions that you've gotten within mm-hmm. Victoria's Shoe. And so, yeah. financially, it sounds like things have been better for you as well, holistically. Yeah, yeah they actually have. And yeah, I had, like I said, I was out on comp for a little bit, but during that time, I ended up finishing my bachelor's degree in healthcare administration. You know what I mean? I took that time to do that. So, of course, that increased financially and just invested in myself. It's, it is paid off. You know what I mean? It's definitely paid off. So, yeah. Yeah. Finances. I bought a new house two years ago this month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Talk about a comeback story. I'm, listen, baby, I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. Talk about you. Right. Talk about a comeback story. And and I've done, you know, that uh, the image in the mirror, both of them only touched on, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit. And there was so much more that I've come through. And to be sitting here right now, you couldn't tell me two, three years ago that I would be sitting here having a conversation with somebody on the podcast about my life or about something that I'm doing. You know what I mean? So, man, to God be the glory. I tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Back to her. How'd you come up with the name and what is it that you enjoy most about the women that you get to support? 
Back to Her started as Out of the Shadows. <laughs> That's what it started as when I, st- when I started with the image in the mirror. My th- I have always been a supporter of women. I have always been a proponent of sisterhood and networking and just building, you know, with women and dispelling the myths that women can't work together. Right. You know what I mean? And I also knew there were, I don't know, hundreds of women like myself who were dealing with anxiety, dealing with impression, depression and couldn't really show up. You know what I mean? In their life and their business and all of that. And that's where, and like I said, I left the out of the shadows part because I felt like, you know, we weren't in the shadow. And, it's, you know, the shadow is the darkness and people think of darkness. Mm-hmm. Back to her, like I said, is just man. Getting back to the woman that you were called to be before everybody start calling you mommy and grandmommy and, you know what I mean? And happen, you know, in life's stuff. And, you know, we doctors, we the nurses, we the caregivers, you know what I mean? We run in the household, we run in the world. <laughs> Women are running the world, but we kind of lose ourselves sometimes in that. You know what I mean? And so that's what it's all about, man, is just getting back to the woman that you were before life's nonsense got all Yeah, yeah. And so you talked a lot about confidence. What is it that you feel like really stole your confidence? Oh, goodness. What stole my confidence? It it was, I think it was a a myriad, it was a a variety of things. Men, you know what I mean? Dealing with with different men. I've been in abusive relationships. Yeah. And I think that was like one of the biggest things and just not believing in myself. You know what I mean? Just not really believing in myself and not really seeing myself the way God saw me, but looking at myself through other people's eyes. And the people's eyes that I was looking through were not people that meant me, you know what I mean, any good. And I was kind of holding on to relationships and just a bunch of nonsense. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was really a bunch of nonsense with these. Like I said, I've been in domestic violence situations and I've been in situations where I've been cheated on, you know what I mean? And different stuff like that. And so my, I really did lose my confidence, you know, and yeah. gaining weight and, you know what I mean? And all of that. And that's just what it was. Yeah. What type of mindset shift do you feel like you need to continue to make to remain in the space that you are right now? I am constantly self-aware. That's one thing. I am aware. I know that I know what my triggers are. You know what I mean? I know that I have to keep my mind focused on, what, you know, the good things that are happening in my, in my life. So as not to fall back in that depressive period or that anxious period. You know what I mean? I know to stop worrying about stuff that I can't control. Mm-hmm. And that's just really what it is. I would be, you know, worried about what is going to happen or what's not going to happen and, you know, feeling regret about what I didn't do or whatever. And I've just had to get past that and just like, listen, that stuff is done. You know what I mean? And Lord knows what can happen in the future. And all I got is right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's it. Just remembering we don't have tomorrow. Yesterday is gone. And all we got is right now. And that's yeah. just focusing on that. Yeah. So would you say it's an ongoing healing journey? It is. It is. It's an ongoing journey. It's a, sometimes it's a struggle not to fall back into Angie, Angie, you know what I mean? And to really, um, and when I say fall back into that, you know what I mean? To, because sometimes I have a temper, you know, and stuff like that. And I, I, I don't think it's conducive to the woman that I am today. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's a struggle not to fall back into that or not to fall back into old mindset, you know, and behavior and different stuff like that. So, yes, yeah, it's a constant it's a constant battle and not just a battle. It's a constant journey. You know what I mean? It's something that you constantly got to be aware of. 
And and it's like with your spiritual practice, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm, have to do it every day. You have to be mindful of it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do. I meditate. I pray. I, you know, still work out and stuff like that. And that keeps me grounded. And it, it's a part of my journey. It's a part of that healing journey. Yeah. All right, Angie, before I let you go, I'm just going to ask you four quick questions. You just respond with the first thing that comes to mind. There is no right or wrong answer. Okay. okay. The first one is describe age in four words or less. The best damn time. <laughs> I don't know why that just made me think about Lizzo, though. I was just like, it's about damn time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you did that, I was like, for some reason, it's giving me Lizzo vibes. Um, <laughs> this one is a fill in the blank for you. My name is, and age has taught me. My name is Angie, and age has taught me that. It's okay to not be okay. All right. It's okay. That's it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Are you asked for permission or ask for forgiveness? I I, I ask for forgiveness. <laughs> Why? Because that's man, I'm not a ask for, you know, I don't know. I'm not a ask for permission kind of girl. I'm a I'ma do what I'm gonna do and let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> if I gotta ask for forgiveness, baby, we gonna be all right. When we <laughs> Comfortable silences or non-stop conversation. Comfortable silences. All right. What final words do you have for our listeners? Maybe speak to the woman who may be dealing with some form of anxiety or depression and she feels like there is no way out oh there is a way out and the way out is changing how you think about it it's changing how you think about yourself it's changing how you speak about yourself and getting up and going to get help for yourself if you need that help get up and go get it man because nobody is coming to save you You know what i mean you have to be your own advocate you have to be strong enough to get up and and show up for yourself and that's just it where can listeners connect with you after this podcast? You can find me on Facebook at Angie Mitchell. And also there's a back to her page and there's a back to her Facebook group. If you put it in there, it's going to pop right up. All right, and Angie. Oh, and back to her.org. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being a guest here today. And thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Ageless Conversations podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. Your review really does help others find out about the podcast. As always, you can head over to my website now at TamikaMixier.com to sign up for my email list as well as check out the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Talk to you all next week.